what the experts are saying about CBD and your sex life. This is Isai Rodriguez, host of the Bascination Podcast, where I cater to the professional working man, 40 and above, who's looking to make positive changes to his health, lose weight, and become stronger overall through simple lifestyle changes. I'm here to share inspiration, tips, proven lessons that I've personally learned and lived through in my 40 plus years on this here beautiful blue planet. So today we'll start the discussion off by talking about how to increase your cardio health with this one simple move. And then we'll move on to our second segment and talk about what the experts are saying about CBD and your sex life. And listen, your health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you might think. First and foremost, it's all about getting your mind straight right from the get-go. And so I've got a freebie for you called the 10 Destination Mind Hacks that'll help you whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape. If that sounds good to you, get on over to podcast.dasmination.com slash mind hacks right now to get your freebie today and start using these 10 hacks to exercise consistently and create the real lasting results that you're truly after and that you absolutely deserve. That's podcast.dasmination.com slash mind hacks. Again, that's podcast.dasmination.com slash mind hacks. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening for this episode right now hit that like button hit that subscribe because if you do then you'll be blessed with 10 years of good luck starting from the minute that you smash that like button and you'll also be on your way to living to 100 with that being said let's move on to our first segment with healthy conversations oh yeah oh yeah how is everyone out there how are you today thank you for tuning in um i really appreciate it I'm sending you some some blessings, some um, joy, uh, good vibes, whatever it is that uh, you need in your life right now, I am sending to you through this message, through the airwaves, through my microphone and my voice. So what is popping? <laughs> um, I, I kind of mentioned last, uh, no, not last week, a couple of um, couple of episodes ago, how I was super excited, super pumped up because the Golden State Warriors were in the NBA playoffs. And this weekend, uh, Thursday to be precise, they took home or they brought home I should say the NBA title so needless to say I've been super happy all week and uh, you know jumping up and down for joy uh, (laughs) celebrating in my own little way and so hopefully you know I can portray I can uh, (laughs) emit some good vibes some championship goodness you know, out your way. And, uh, you know, let me tell you that th- that series was pretty impressive. I I mean, I, I was kind of torn as to who was going to make it. Uh, you know, obviously I was rooting for the Warriors, but that Boston team, yeah, damn, they're fucking, they were, they were uh, you know, <laughs> that was a tough team. So uh, hats off to the Boston Celtics and that amazing team. 
Uh, you guys were awesome. Better luck next time. There's always next year, you know, but we are the champs <laughs> this year. So anyway, that's not what we're talking about here uh, this week. That's not what we're all about. That's just a little glimpse into what's going on here at Casa de Rodriguez. Uh, but anyway, in this week's installment of Healthy Conversations, we're talking about how to increase your cardio health with one simple move. So, <laughs> you know, this move we're about to talk about, this exercise, is not usually associated with heart health. It's, uh, it's a real classic move. And now I like classic moves because they generally work really really well <laughs> you know i mean that's why they're classic they've proven themselves time and time again they're well established and you know th this this specific classic exercise which has you you know holding yourself up in a push-up position for like you know forever <laughs> if that doesn't give it away this classic exercise is generally seen as a strength training move for the, you know, for the core, the back, the arms, uh, the glutes, you know, and I haven't named the exercise just yet because I, I was hoping, you know, you all would type it into the comments. Go ahead, right now, drop it in the comments. What do you think this move we're talking about here? What What is it? What, again, it's a classic move. You hold yourself up in a push-up position and is generally considered a strength move for your core, your back, your glutes, your arms. Drop it in the comments right now. Let me know because I know, you know, with that with that little hint there, I'm sure you know what we're talking about here. And while you do that, let me congratulate the winner from last week's episode. Thank you for your comment on your shower preference from last week. I've, I've shipped out your uh, health and wellness sample pack, so it should be hitting your mailbox soon. So keep an eye out for that. And, uh, you know, but that being said, uh, if you commented, if you comment, if you're still commenting, I'll give you a couple more seconds. But for those that have commented, if you said planks, then you're absolutely right. This, the planks, th this is the classic move that we're talking about today. And yes, quote unquote, yes, <laughs> we know that planks are hard AF. They are hard as fuck, you know, but can they actually be considered a good cardio workout? What do you think? Let me know in the comments, drop it down there. I want I wanna, I want these comments to light up because as it turns out, planks can actually do a great job at tuning up our tickers. <laughs> you know what I mean? For a lack of better terms. So this makes them great for overall body strength and endurance. So it seems that the simple act of holding up your body weight helps strengthen your heart by sending blood to the muscles that need the energy at the time that you're planking. <laughs> and so the longer you hold the plank, the harder your heart has to work to send your muscles the oxygenated blood that they need. And ideally, you're looking for at least a 60 second plank. <laughs> I know that's kind of tough for some, uh, myself included, when I first started going hardcore with the planks and using them throughout, you know, just kind of sprinkling them here and there within my workout routines. And here's a little uh, pro tip for you. So 
if you want to know for sure whether your planks are giving you any cardio benefits or not, then all you have to do is turn on your fitness tracker. Hello, <laughs> hello fitness tracker. That's basically it. That's what it's there for. That's what you use it for, you know, to track these things, to see if you're getting any type of benefit or, you know, what type of benefit you're getting from the movements or the exercises that you are currently doing, you know what I mean? So you wanna take note of your heartbeats per minute, your BPM, to get into your optimal heart rate zone. With the tracker, you'll easily see which zone you're in. And so if you're not in the right zone, then maybe you simply need to hold the plank a little longer, you know? Then you can hit the right level and get the cardio health benefits out of the move. And so here's another pro tip for you here. Uh, I'm just full of pro tips today. <laughs> According to the AHA, the American Heart Association, your maximum heart rate can be calculated by subtracting your age from 220. So basically what we're talking about here is 220 minus however old you are is what your max BPM should be. And if you go over this, then you could potentially be putting yourself at risk. So while you're doing moderate activities, then your target heart rate would be 50 to 70% of your maximum heart rate. So after you calculate your max heart rate, then based on that number, you can calculate your target heart rate for normal day-to-day -day or more routine to moderate activities like walking, you know? Now, to crunch that number, take the first number, your again, your max heart rate where we said uh, 220 minus your age and multiply it by the percentage. So, for example, if you're 30 years old, let's say that's a nice round number, <laughs> you know, easy to work with. Uh, then if you're 30, then your target heart rate at 55% should be around the 100 to 101 BPN mark. That's more or less where you'll see the best cardio results while doing a plank. And let's say you've, uh, you know, you figured out all the numbers and you find out that your heart rate in a plank isn't as high as you want it. Then in that case, what you can do is that you can add some simple movements into your plank routine to help bring the heart rate up <laughs> just a little higher than a normal plank. You know, it's, it's important to remember that cardiovascular endurance and muscular endurance are two totally separate things. So that being said, stationary planks can help with cardio endurance to some extent, this is because your heart rate will elevate a little, but moving planks really get your heart rate up higher than what it normally would and are more effective for heart health, you know? And now these moving planks, that's where the money, like that, that right there, the moving planks, that's where the money's at. That's where you really hit that cardio heart rate zone and, and we're, you know, that, that we're aiming for. That's when you start burning fat, you know? And who doesn't want to burn fat? Am I right? <laughs> Let me know. And, and here are four examples of these moving planks that you can add 
into your workout to really work on your heart health and, and burn fat, bring your energy up, <laughs> you know, and make you feel like an all around badass. So are you ready for them? All right, ready or not, here we go. <laughs> so let's start with the simplest of these moves or the simplest that I feel is, is the simplest. And it's the walking plank or uh, plank waltz, however you know, however you prefer to address them. <laughs> you know, they're the same thing, but but I've heard people refer to them uh, in both ways, but they meant the same uh, exercise. And and it's this, you know, this this is a simple upgrade to basically the the traditional plank, and, and how you do it is also super simple. We're gonna run right through it real quick. So, so while you're in a plank, what you'll do is you'll walk your hands and feet sideways for 10 steps, then walk 10 steps back to the other side. Simple, simple, simple. You repeat for 30 seconds to a minute and that's it. You're done with your set. The step up from the plank walks is the next exercise or the next moving plank, which are seesaw planks. Now with a seesaw plank, you'll start off in a low plank. So you, you'll be on your forearms and toes, uh, tight midsection with your spine aligned from your head right down to your ankles. And then from there, you, you're gonna wanna squeeze your abs just a bit more, you know, and use your toes to push yourself forward and then pull yourself backward in a sawing motion back and forth like a seesaw, got it? <laughs> Repeat these movements several times until you reach the 60 second mark or until you feel your form is slipping, whichever comes first, <laughs> you know? And that's basically it for that move. It's, it's pretty simple, back and forth movement. You're gonna work your core, you're gonna work your arms, and you're gonna work your heart <laughs> if you make it out to the 60 second mark. Next up on the list is the knee to elbow planks. So again, we're gonna be in this movement, it's, this is again, we're gonna start in a more uh, traditional high plank position. So bring your left knee in towards your left elbow, then repeat on the right side. Easy peasy, this real, I, there's not much explaining to do here, you know? Bring your right knee in towards your right elbow, alternate back and forth, as quickly as you can without losing form. That's always the key there, without losing form. Super simple, but will definitely get your heart rate into the sweet zone for fat burning purposes. So give it a shot. Throw it in there in your uh, workout, you know? And the last example of a moving plank is the plank jack. I really like these <laughs> because again, this is uh, another one of those uh, planks where you start in a traditional plank position, the, uh, you know, start in a high plank position, and then uh, where you're on your hands and your toes. And, you know, you make, your, again, make sure your spine is aligned from head right down to your uh, ankles. And then once you've got that locked in, once it's, you're locked and loaded and ready to go, then what you're gonna do is jump your feet out and in, like you're doing jumping jacks, right? That's why it's called a plank jack. <laughs> Simple, right? While you're doing your jacks, make sure to keep your core engaged and your hips level to the ground. Now, you can get even more creative with the plank to, to help you work your heart and hit that fat burning zone, but you can easily start with these four 
modifications or these four uh, plank exercises uh, to get you going. And, and whether you're doing, you know, stationary or moving planks, don't forget one of the most important parts of these movements is the, your breathing, your breath work. So don't forget to breathe. <laughs> you know, this is something that's kind of tough to do since you're using all of your core muscles to hold yourself up in that plank. But you have to remember that it's so necessary <laughs> to hit a heart rate boost high enough to get all the benefits we're looking for. And part of that equation is your breath work, is you breathing properly. So keep that in mind, add a little movement to your existing planks and start burning that fat from the inside out. And so the more you know, the better you'll be. So if you found these tips valuable, then you'll love the treasure trove of health and wellness advice waiting for you over at podcast.daspination.com slash VIP. And now with all that said and done, let's switch gears and move on to our second segment with Mighty Man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Those are some really great exercises to get your heart going, to start building up a sweat. I guarantee that if you start working those planks, as I mentioned, as I described uh, just a few moments ago, <laughs> you're gonna start working up a sweat. You're gonna get that cardio into your day. You won't have to hit the treadmill. You won't have to go out for a walk. You won't have to go out for a jog, none of that. You can do it all in your bedroom. That being said, what are we talking about in this week's installment of Mighty Man? We're talking about what the experts are saying about CBD and your sex life. <laughs> I know this is what you've been waiting for, you know, because for some reason, this topic always, always grabs people's attention. You know, why is that, huh? <laughs> but, you know, there's there's been a lot of talk about uh, CBD in the past year or so, and so it, it shouldn't be surprising that one of the things they've mentioned, you know, out there in the uh, industry, out there in the health and wellness world, uh, and even outside, you know, what it shouldn't be a surprise that one of the things that they've mentioned uh, or touched upon, I should say, are the positive effects to your sex life. There there are stories about people who have tried CBD infused products that are specifically made for like you know sexual encounters and, and how they're having great results with uh from them like they're receiving great results from these cbd infused <laughs> sex products and while it's relatively new to the main street market cbd is widely available in a lot of different forms you can find all sorts of products ranging from oils and tinctures uh, to topical creams and uh, and even drinks, you know? And, and now lately, uh, CBD has also made its way into the bedroom. <laughs> the ingredient can be found in a variety of products, all aimed at helping to improve your sex life. So we're talking about products such as personal lubricants, uh, massage oils, oral sprays, and so many different types of edibles. Uh, like, I've lost count. I don't know if anybody out there's been keeping count or tallying it up. But the question here is, uh, you know, with all these products out there, can CBD truly improve your sex life? You know, well, today we're going to talk about what you need to know about the science of CBD and sex. <laughs> we'll also talk about the intimate experiences people have had with 
cannabidiol or simply CBD. So first off, you know, how can CBD help improve sex? So there are a few reasons why people have looked into CBD to improve their sex lives. These are things like, uh, you know, for increasing pleasure during sex, easing stress and anxiety brought on by, you know, sexual intimacy, which includes, you know, up to and including uh, performance anxiety. I'm sure you've heard of this, you know. Uh, they've also looked into it for things like, you know, uh, for simply setting the mood, you know, like getting into the mood. And even for people, uh, primarily women, uh, who experience pain during sex due to endometriosis or something similar to that. You know, some something that causes them pain in that area. <laughs> and, and then there are other things to consider like, uh, you know, lubrication. So CBD can be a possible solution for this, you know. And fellas, if you're saying to yourself, uh, I don't have to worry about lubrication, <laughs> then you're wrong. You do. If you love sex, then yes, you most certainly do. Because here's the thing, if your partner, your queen is not producing enough natural lubrication, then that's gonna be a cause for pain for her, you know? Like, and now that I think about it, if you're, if you're a man and your partner is another man, you know, cause we need to be all inclusive here, <laughs> you may also want to consider lubrication as well for obvious reasons. Doctors have gone on record to say that there are so many cannabinoid receptors in your reproductive organs and sexual tissue. And so because of this, CBD is well received by your sexual organs and it naturally increases the blood flow to these tissues, to these organs, to these parts of your body. These, you know, this basically means that you'll notice an increase in the sensitivity of these organs and, you know, it, it promotes the body's own natural lubricant. So it helps the natural sexual mechanisms that your body has, you know. And now it's hard to say exactly how many people are using CBD in the bedroom, obviously, but, but a recent survey of just under 5,500 Americans gathered from Remedy Review uh, what this survey found was that 9.3% of respondents have taken CBD for sex. And of those 9.3%, the majority of them said that their orgasms were more intense after taking CBD. Now, that sounds good to me. I don't know. <laughs> this is not all people have been taking CBD for. We mentioned earlier about getting in the mood. And that's because many people have found that it puts them in the mood for romance and intimacy. <laughs> Boom, chicka, wow, wow. Hey now, get your freak on, right? But, but in all honesty, uh, there's, there's documented research that shows that CBD may be effective at reducing stress and anxiety. That relaxation can in turn reduce the distractions and worries that generally get in the way of a positive sexual experience. There's an important component of calming the mind, you know, and really focusing on enjoying the moment, you know, especially for women in heterosexual couples who often experience the pressure of needing to orgasm, you know, these, this was like a news bulletin to me, you know, I never knew that, you know, when it felt that way. I mean, why would they tell me, right? But, but it's true. Apparently that is the case. 
And even though CBD doesn't have any real psychoactive effects, it may still boost your mood. You know, we kind of know that. You know, this happens because of the enhancing neurotransmitter called anandamide. So uh, this anandamide is our bliss neurotransmitter, and it's also associated with oxytocin, which is also known as the cuddle hormone. <laughs> so essentially, CBD helps increase the natural neurotransmitters and the endorphins that we make on our own that ultimately lead to a better sexual experience. Now, this all might sound like rainbows and unicorns, you know, but I've got to say that most reach, uh, most researchers are in fact a little skeptical about all these positive effects. And this is simply because, well, there's not that much data out there yet, you know? We're just starting to scratch the surface, as they say. We're just starting to generate and capture data on the effects of CBD. And not just in the bedroom, but to overall health and wellness in general. So basically, there, there aren't enough or any studies on CBD for sexuality and, and particularly for using it as a top, uh, topical application. So there are no uh, definitive good or bad points for that matter you know that 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 have been observed or recorded you know that that data is, is it's just starting to trickle in and the researchers and the doctors are starting to get uh you know uh, slowly starting to get a better understanding of how it's affecting us and how we take you know how we can take advantage of it and and in what parts of our lives we should stay away from cbd you know because there's always the pros and cons so they're learning how, you know what parts of uh, of our lives we can use it and and what parts we we should not use it for you know what i mean in fact some doctors are saying that cbd as a whole is ineffective for sexuality so wrap your head around that you know they say that the primary advantage of CBD in our lives is the lack of intoxication. So unlike the traditional medicinal marijuana, you're not going to get high from CBD, you know? And so because of this non-intoxication factor, uh, this is why people are openly accepting CBD, even though at this point they're thinking it's uh, no more than a, you know, a, a placebo. You know, these doctors that are interpreting this initial data, like they're coming to the conclusion that the focus should actually be on cannabis, where there's you know 40 plus years of research data on this effect on its effect on sexuality. So that just kind of speaks for itself, right? And, and when you look at that data, that that 40 plus years of, of research data, like when when they talk about the treatment of sexual related issues, what's being suggested is vaporized cannabis flower. <laughs> this is because it's known that THC actually helps with the four stages of sexuality. So it boosts your libido, it heightens your arousal, it strengthens your orgasm, and with all of that, it boosts your overall satisfaction. How's that for some research data, right? <laughs> now that being said, <laughs> let me go on the record and say that here on the Daspination podcast, I am not recommending that you vape 
your medical weed. <laughs> you know, I'm simply presenting the facts for you to make an educated decision for yourself. <laughs> now, if you have more in-depth questions or need some extra attention, then I obviously can't provide on this show. And that's where the VIP community is for. Like, that's where that comes in. Shameless plug here. I don't normally do this in the middle of an episode, but head over to podcast.daspination.com slash VIP and get all your questions answered. And I'm also going to start teaming up with some uh, specialists to offer more in-depth fitness training, uh, nutritional consults, and I have a few more resources that I'm working on, uh, you know, bringing to you, which will all be part of a monthly membership. So yeah, there you go. But that, like I said, shameless plug, don't normally do that. Uh, but that being said, what should you know about using CBD in the bedroom? Having said all about, you know, all about the, uh, uh, the, the lack of research, but you know, how people are still using it. What should you know about <laughs> using it in the bedroom? Uh, I'm throwing a question out there because if you're interested in experimenting with CBD in your sex life, then there are a few things that you need to keep in mind, you know, and, and there's a few things to know about getting started with CBD for this specific purpose, you know? So I got a short little list here and let's just drop it down, you know? The first item or the first thing that you need to keep in mind, uh, and, I, and I kind of say this uh, over and over again, is buy a quality product. Seriously, you know? I can't stress this enough. I'm a huge stickler when it comes to quality because listen <laughs> you can go to any store that has a wellness shelf and pick up pretty much any vitamin or supplement that you want but remember <laughs> your body's a temple and you should really prioritize the quality of stuff that you put into it don't just reach for any old cbd product just because it's cheap you know be aware of what i call el cheapo deluxe <laughs> you know their price might be tempting you know nice and cheap but what is it actually gonna do once it's in your body so read reviews and check that uh you know that a product has been verified by an independent lab before buying it you should also be aware that uh you know cbd can come from hemp or marijuana and that marijuana derived cbd products contain thc if you don't know <laughs> thc is the active uh is the active ingredient or compound that has the psychoactive properties in it or putting it bluntly <laughs> it's the shit that gets you high all right <laughs> but even though that's the case the two cabin uh cannabinoids uh, may work best when used together. It produces what experts call the entourage effect. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool to me, but uh, yeah, no, seriously, look into that. Not only that, but since both uh, you know hemp and marijuana are cannabis plants, they differ in the amount of THC that they contain. So to be legal at the federal level, hemp must have, or I should say, should have less than 0.3% of THC, uh, whereas marijuana is a higher concentration. The second thing that you need to keep in mind is to, number two, find the right dose for you. So when it comes to CBD dosing, everyone's different, <laughs> you know? No two human bodies are the same. And because of this, 
you'll need to find the dose that works best for you. At this point, there's no uh, conclusive evidence on exactly how much CBD someone should be taking for certain effects or health benefits. You know, the recommendation at this point is that you start low and take it slow, <laughs> you know? Remember that, start low and take it slow. So what you're gonna wanna do is uh, continuously measure and adjust the dose, you know, adjust it up slowly every couple of days. And if you keep getting more and more benefits, then keep going until you notice that the benefits aren't changing much anymore, you know? Or that you uh, plateau, you know what I mean? Like, so if you add more and don't feel better or, or start to feel worse, and then just go back to the previous dose. That's pretty much it right there. Keep track of it in a journal or pen and paper or on your phone and just note the changes or, or how it affects you and then up the dosage or lower the dosage, however you see fit. And the third and final thing to keep in mind when experimenting with CBD in the bedroom, because that's what we're talking about, right? Is to use CBD before you go into the bedroom for that nightcap, all right? <laughs> because here's the thing with this, CBD doesn't necessarily work at the very moment that you decide to use it. You're not gonna apply a CBD infused lube or, or, or take a drink, uh, <laughs> you know, a CBD love potion or something like that, you know, and then be ready within 30 seconds. For that, you'll need the little blue pill, if you know what I mean, wink, wink. <laughs> you know, so ideally, you want to plan ahead and start taking it or applying it or, you know, doing whatever it is that you need to do with it, following the directions, right? <laughs> At least 30 to 60 minutes before you plan to, uh, you know, head into that, into, into the bedroom. Uh, you know, you basically want to give it enough time to kick in, <laughs> you know, keep these three things in mind before you do the nasty <laughs> with your significant other and you just might be considered for the remake of Sex in the City. Hey, why not, right? <laughs> and so, with all that said and done, that's it, you guys. It's my show for today. I hope you found some valuable information here, and if nothing else, I hope I've entertained you for a few minutes. I was able to bring you a little manly sunshine to you today. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to me. It's very much appreciated. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about how MCTs are affecting your health. So, fellas, if you're trying to push your body into ketosis without them, next week's episode is for you and look your health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you might think first and foremost it's all about getting your mind right from the get-go so i've got a freebie for you called the 10 destination mindsets that'll help you whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape Does that sound good to you then head on over to podcast.destination.com slash mindhacks to get your freebie today and start using these 10 hacks to exercise consistently and create the real and lasting results that you're truly after and that you're absolutely deserving as podcast.destination.com slash mindhacks again that's podcast.destination.com slash be in the know starting right now also don't forget to rate me on apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now and hit that like hit that subscribe button because if you do then you'll be blessed with 10 years of good luck starting from the minute that you smash that like button and you'll also be on your way to living to 100 till our next chat 
care now. Bye-bye.